Don't keep dollars on the table. It's time to manage those call cows. Crew, let's ranch it up. Good day, everyone, and thanks for riding with us on this all-new episode of the Ranch It Up Radio Show. I'm Jeff Tigger Earhart. And I'm Rebecca Warner, a.k.a. Beck. A big thank you goes out to our partners, RanchChannel.com, Stockman's Livestock Exchange, the American Gelvy Association, Imogene Ingredients, and Pharmatan, Westway Feed Products, Medora Boot and Western Wear, Allied Genetic Resources, and Allied Feeding Partners, LivestockMarket.com, EquineMarket.com, AuctionTime.com, RFD TV, Wrangler, and this fine radio station. Our leading news story is a hot one and a big one, so pay attention. Alabama has become the latest U.S. state to take legislative action against cultivated meat, with the Senate passing a bill to ban these proteins. The bill will now move to the House of Representatives where it could become law. Senators in Alabama have passed a bill to ban cultivated meat from being sold. Sponsored by Senator Jack Williams, Senate Bill 23 makes it a Class C felony to manufacture, sell, or distribute cultivated meat in the southern state. If you're the owner of a restaurant hoping to offer cultivated meat to patrons, you could be convicted and your establishment could have its food safety permit suspended or even revoked. Alabama is far from the only state hoping to limit the cultivated meat sector. Florida has introduced two bills hoping to ban the production, sale, holding, and distribution of cultivated meat within the state. One of them suggests imposing criminal penalties, including facing misdemeanors of the second degree, fines of $500 to $1,000, and license suspensions or stop sale orders on anyone violating these rules. In Texas, Governor Greg Abbott signed a bill requiring clear labeling of plant-based and cultivated meat, seafood, and egg products, while Nebraska's Real Meat Act would mandate the word imitation on alternative protein if passed. Policymakers in Tennessee are making their case for a $1 million fine as part of its proposal to outlaw cultured meat. In Arizona, House Representative drafted House Bill 2244, a bill that would make it illegal to intentionally misbrand or misrepresent an alternative meat product as meat. While David Marshall went a step further with House Bill 2121, attempting to ban the sale or production of cultured meat. On similar grounds, Wisconsin State Assembly Representative Peter Schmidt proposed two bills against alternative protein, one of which put restrictions on the labeling of cultivated meat. In Iowa, a state Senate subcommittee unanimously advanced a bill that would require labels on what the proposal calls manufactured meat to outline the sources of the products. Just last month, Senators Mike Rounds and John Tester proposed a federal bill to ban these proteins in school meals. In other news, strong start for the year in meat sales. In January 2024, consumers received some good news with the USDA predicting a slight reduction in grocery prices in 2024. Additionally, the UN Food and Agriculture Organization announced that its food price index is at the lowest level in three years. However, rising labor and other operational costs have been eroding margins and the USDA USDA expects restaurant prices to continue their fourth quarter increase in 2024. 
January, restaurant engagement was flat, with 80% of consumers having dined at restaurants or ordered takeout or delivery. The home-cooked share of meals also continued to average around 78 to 80% for most households. When shopping for groceries, the survey found that 81% of consumers applied one or more money-saving measures in January, led by looking for sales promotions, 53% of households, cutting back on non-essentials, 40%, and looking for coupons, 33%. And finally, beef and pork packer margins have been seeing a decline as of late. Beef packers experienced a decline in margins by as much as $49 per head, resulting in a loss of as much as $70 per head. Annual projections for 2024 show an improvement in packer margins compared to the current week, with indications of a slightly better outlook for packers in the long term. And that is a wrap of the news here on the Ranch It Up radio show. Coming up, are you leaving dollars on the table? The coal cows and coal bulls can account for as much as 20% of your income. After the break, we are talking coal cow management and how to get the most when you need to thin the herd. Don't go anywhere. The Ranch It Up radio show will be right back. We've been telling you all about Pharmatan, or tannin, as some people will call it, from Imogene Ingredients, and how it battles scours. Well, listen to this customer. He's never going to go without it again. We lost more cattle than I would hate to let anybody know that we lost, but I looked at a lot of different things, and some of the results that you told me about with the Pharmatan, I, I want to try it, which we did. We started out with the mineral. Last year, we did not treat any calves for scours. I am going to continue to feed tannin to save my livelihood, to save my animals. I am not willing to go through another calving season without the tannin. It's an insurance policy that I'm not going to be without. At Allied Genetic Resources, it's all about commercial customer success. We see that charge, we understand that charge, and we're going to use all the tools we can to get there. To maximize heterosis, purchase your next herd sire from an Allied Genetic Resources partner. Just head to AlliedGeneticResources.com. Cattle Market Reports to various news stories, the Tri-State Livestock News covers it all. Check us out at TSLN.com. Subscriptions or advertising, call Tracy Hawk at 406-951-3211. The Tri-State Livestock News, what ranchers read. Want to add just a little bit of spice to your event, your customer appreciation supper, your banquet, your meeting? Oh, yeah. Well, bring in us, beckonize your keynote speakers, hosts, MCs, a host couple. We'll make them laugh, even cry tears of joy. Call us today. The quick, fast, easy, all-in-one location to look at bull sales. Head to ranchchannel.com. Check it out on your phone, ranchchannel.com. All the information on one page at your fingertips, videos, catalogs, everything, ranchchannel.com. Cattle Battle. Welcome back, everyone, to the Ranch It Up radio show. It's the most information packed into a 30-minute program that you can find it's your All Things Ranching newscast, and so glad to be hanging out with y'all. Questions, comments, concerns, criticisms, rants, I don't care. You can call or you can text 707-RANCH20. That's 707-726-2420. Our email, ranchitupshow at gmail.com. Prowling around social media all over the darn place on social media at Ranch It Up Show. Call Cow Management. One of the biggest areas of income that is overlooked on operations. How many of us are guilty of this scenario? We preg check cows, run them through the chute. They're open. 
We send a load to town, and then it is what it is, as we say. What many producers now, Beck and I included on this, is that your herd culls, meaning like your cows, your weigh-up bulls, your opens, you know, whatever, they can account for up to 20% of your income. Weigh-up bulls are well over a buck and as high as knocking on a dollar fifty at some locations. Low-yielding cows are say 90 cents to well over a dollar 25 for those good feeding cows give or take of course the way we manage these cull animals is paramount right now and i don't have to remind anyone what commercial bred cows and heifers are going for i give you those updates all the time so why not take a little time and care for your investments to make sure that we capture the top dollar that all of us are hoping to command. Michaela Clauser, the Director of Producer Education with the National Cattlemen's Beef Association, joins us today and talking about introducing an emphasis on cull cow management called Right Way, Right Time. Michaela, thanks so much for joining us and welcome to the Ranch It Up radio show, by the way. Tell us about your efforts on promoting Right Way, Right Time. So we are starting a campaign called The Right Way, Right Time, a a guide to cold cattle management. And the whole focus of this is, you know, to provide producers, uh, you know, strategies and and some of those dollars and cents, as well as uh, the research and findings on on animal welfare issues and opportunities with cold cows. So this all came out of the most recent uh, National Beef Quality Audit, so the 2022 National Beef Quality Audit. Um, We saw... You know, we saw a lot of wins in that audit. Um, we, we, we've come a long way. These cattle are, uh, you know, they provide a ton of secondary value. Um, their per, the perception is improving. Um, however, there are still some, some things that we need to address. Uh, uh, bruising, some body condition, scoring issues, mobility, uh, foreign object contamination. So so we're, we're addressing those and want to continue to speak about them and educate producers on those issues. Now, I've had many conversations with uh, Matt Spangler, Bob Weaver. I mean, the top two cow-calf guys that are out there, right? I mean, K-State and, and uh, University of Nebraska together on that. Those two guys in a room, when you can get them, I don't know anybody else that knows more about the cow-calf industry. And I've had many conversations with uh, Spangler about the income, and I'm going to call it the hidden income that we have in our disposable livestock, those cull cows. Those way-up cows, and we know what the prices are going right now. I mean, those way-up cows, that can be a tremendous income source, but they need to be managed in a way to be an income source. I, and I'm guilty of it as anybody else. You know, when uh, PG and cows, right, in the fall? So what happens? When, when you're PG and cows and she's open, she goes to this pen maybe, and then that Tuesday she goes to the local sale barn. But there's there can be so much more management to it. I mean, that pays off. And when I say pays off, it puts dollars in your pocket. Yeah, absolutely. You know, we, uh, we have research, uh, that shows that cold cattle, selling cold cows and and bulls, you know, can, can be up to 20% of your income, you know, and that, and that's for some producers that that's unrealized, uh, you know, that's something to, to really think about when you think about these cows, you know, they're providing a calf for you year after year. So, so that's, that's their first value, you know, that, that, that's what, that's what they're providing you. But, but when, when it's time for, uh, for a career change, you know, they're going to enter the beef, the beef supply. And that's where that secondary value comes in. And so um, as producers, I think it's a, 
it's it's a loss when we can't opti- when we can't um, optimize. You know, all- capture those dollars. Yep, absolutely, capture those dollars. So, what are some of the management practices that you're talking about? And give, give me the name of the program again, and then give me some of the management practices that you're talking about. Yeah, absolutely. So, it's called Right Way, Right Time, um, and it's all based off of uh, the Beef Quality Assurance protocols and uh, and recommendations that we have. So, um, we'll, we can you know first talk about the um, body condition score. You know, producers are familiar with body condition score and you know it's that one to nine uh, score uh, on on cattle on, on weight and, and flesh um, but you know what with BQA our recommendations are you know are, are these cattle fit to transport and once those cattle get that body condition score of two or less that they're no longer fit to transport um, so so you know if that's keeping cows uh, back and, and putting them on feed or uh, are shipping them you know before they really begin to deteriorate you know just so those cows have the stores to withstand the rigors of transport they have a long journey sometimes once they leave the ranch and you know who knows this stuff is the cow buyers they're the ones that know this stuff i in in a lot of us well geez they get mad because they're dinging this cow or dinging this cow well one because they know their profit margin we can learn from them and we need them and number two they know this stuff better than we do and that's why they know that if we have body condition scores of a two or lower that now the risk of purchasing said animal to go into the beef supply chain all of a sudden went up considerably. Yes, and you know we found that that these uh, that um, th- these end users further down the supply chain are using primals and subprimals from from these cows, and so when they don't have you know the product to to supply that you know and, and it all and it goes to grind you know like it's assumed you know that that we miss out on those that value as well. And not just the cows. I mean, the way up bulls are kind of in there, too. Yep, absolutely. The, the bulls as well. We've said that many times at bull sales where uh, the, the way that a lot of these way up prices are, if there's questions of, you know, that bull's integrity, maybe we didn't do any tests yet or we didn't like cows, whatever the case is, what a great opportunity right now. I mean, honestly, to take those bulls to town, weigh them up and then use those dollars and reinvest back into your genetics. Yeah, I completely agree. You know, prices are looking really great. Um, so so it's a good time. You know, look at look at your cattle, start to implement these practices. Uh, how, how are their mobility? Where, where are they at uh, body condition score wise? You know, we're, we're coming out of a drought. So we, a, lot, a lot of folks had to had to liquidate and, and sell off. So it's just, you know, keeping on top of those management practices. And you talked about bruises, too. Are you talking about injection site legion? on that? No, no, I am talking uh, about bruising. You know, bruising increase, well over 50% of these cold cattle had at least one bruise. So so bruising increase and severity increase. So, Oh, you're talking about just actual cattle handling bruises in and of themselves? Yep, cattle handling, uh, transportation. A lot of the bruising is happening there on that top line. So when those cattle are getting loaded onto the pot, you know, they're they're banging that loin and, and, uh, and causing bruising um, as well as, you know, other cattle can cause bruising at handling facilities. And, and you know, you couple that with the issue of low body condition scores, you know, those really thin cows, they, they tend to bruise a lot easier. Well, it just makes sense. I mean, just like us, when we get older, you know, those things happen. Interesting you say that because end users, those people, those processors, packers, all of that are passing that information along and, and using that to say, look, we can't, we're getting dinged on our end of trying to move this to the consumer. We're dinging you. That person is dinging us. So it does come all the way back to, you know, to the grass, to the, to the cow-calf man. 
Yeah, it, it certainly trickles all the way back to the producer. Um, when you compare a bruising lost opportunities, those, so those lost dollars in the 2016 audit, we were about a little over $3. This audit in the 2022 audit, we jumped up to over $7. So, so it's a loss. So that's telling me we need to change and rethink maybe a lot of our cattle handling, but specifically to this particular uh, you know, sector of potential income producing beef on our outfit. Yeah, I think, you know, when, when producers prioritize, you know, health, welfare, you know, that, that those cattle are able, able to thrive, you know, that's just more, that's just more dollars back in your pocket. And if she can't go to town and she's a body condition score at two and survive the trip, maybe keep her at home for a little while, while give her some groceries and you'll be money ahead that way. Yep, absolutely. That's that's one of our recommendations. So more information, where can I go to find some more stuff? So uh, we're in the process of, of finalizing some resources. So everything is going to be housed at ncba.org underneath the producer tab. Uh, some television resources coming out as well as some print resources. So head to ncba.org. Right way, right time. Michaela Clouser, great to have you on the program. I agree 100%. How we manage all of the livestock we are selling not just those feeders and those stockers is huge in the profits that we receive. Animals that may be in a lower body condition score are getting dinged at the sale barn. We all know that. And I'm going to throw this one in there again. BQA practices at all times uh, and not just when we are in town and everyone is watching us. If you haven't been BQA certified please do so. You need to do so. And a few references for y'all to look at. NCBA.org that Michaela mentioned and BQA.org. Coming up, we're talking markets, horses and cattle for sale, and lots more right here on the Ranch It Up radio show. Keep it parked right here and we'll be right back. This is Kim with Medora Boot and Western Wear, and we have a lot of fun stuff that's coming up and that we've gotten in already. We've gotten in our supply of American straw hats. We didn't have them last year, but we have them in now in all kinds of sizes and styles. And we also got in Atwood felts. So we have 20X and 5X, and they're at a very good price and look great. They're good hats. So come by and see us at Medora Boot and Western Wear. And online at MedoraBoot.com. Hey, it's Mark Van Z with LivestockMarket.com. Every week we hear from one of our great partners with updates, info, schedules, reports, and everything in between when it comes to buying and selling livestock and hay online and private treaty. LivestockMarket.com is a centralized online platform of all types of livestock as well as hay and straw. They brought you Tractor House and Auction Time, LivestockMarket.com on Facebook too. Thanks guys. Have a great week. Why not give Gelbvi and Balancer Bulls a try this year? Raise replacement females with added fertility, increased longevity, and greater productivity. Get increased performance, improve feed efficiency, and increase the carcass merit. Maximize crossbreeding with Gelbvi and Balancer. Increase herd performance, complement your forages, get more cows bred. It's upcycling and efficiency, powered by Westway Feed Products. At Westway Feed Products, we create cow herd efficiency one lick at a time. Mm-hmm. 
Welcome back, everyone, to the Ranch It Up radio show. That time of the program, we check in with Kirk Donsbach, Stonex Financial Incorporated. We recap the markets, find out what's going on, what's hot, what's not. Kirk, how are you? I'm very good, Tigger, and we definitely had a pretty strong close to the week last week in the in yes, the cattle market. We did, yes, we did. So let's break it down a little bit, buddy. All right, as of Friday, February sixteenth, March feeders closed the week at two fifty ninety seven and a half. That's a three dollars and ninety two and a half cents on the week. With the CME feeder index up a dollar sixty-three at two forty-four fifty-eight, so you'll notice that futures moved a little bit further with the big day Friday than cash did. That left our basis at a negative six dollars and forty-four and a half cents versus March. That that might be stretching the basis just a little bit. April live cattle closed the week at one eighty-seven thirty-seven and a half. That's up eighty-five cents on the week. Cash traded 180 in all regions early in the week, and then closed the week with late trades of 183 in the north and 181 in the south. That left the five area weighted average up a dollar forty five at one eighty thirty. And the basis versus February futures at negative four dollars and forty seven and a half cents. That basis might also be stretching a little bit, especially as we're in delivery. Um so we need to watch for delivery or higher cash as we start this next week. The weekly slaughter was six hundred and eight thousand head, that's fourteen thousand head less than last week and seventeen thousand head less than the same week last year. Choice boxes closed the week at two ninety six twenty. That's up two dollars and sixteen cents on a weekly basis. To wrap this all up, March corn closed the week at four sixteen and a half. That's down fourteen on the week, with bearish fundamentals and very bearish fund selling and chart action. Hey all, Mark Banzi with equinemarket.com. Coming up this Wednesday, February twenty eighth, we have our monthly online horse auction. Bidding opens at just a hundred dollars, no reserves. All horses will sell. Ten horses on this month's sale. Featured lots include DNS, Bart Two Hearts, that's a Bay Roan Quarter Horse Mare, AQHA, six years old, 15 hands high, from 3S Auctions up in North Dakota. Dandy Poco Chip, a Bay Quarter Horse Gelding, AQHA, eight-year-old, stands 15 hands, also from 3S Auctions in North Dakota. Dashing Princess Bug, a Sorrel Quarter Horse Mare, AQHA, 7-year-old, Barrel and Ranch Horse, 15 hands high from 3S Auctions. Snow White, a White Missouri Fox Trotting Mare, 12 years old, grade, 15 hands, more go than woe, she's an EP keeper from Gold Rush Rescue in Leesville, Louisiana. Reba, a Sorrel Tennessee Walking Mare, 16 years old, 15 hands, grade, she was used for arena-based riding lessons for beginners from Holly Fisher, in Decatur, Illinois. I've got a bonded pair, Indy and Goldie, a paint mare and a Palomino gelding. The mare's 18 years old, 15 hands high. She was a cutting horse. Uh, and the gelding is four years old, 14 hands high. He'd make a great project horse for barrel or roping from Logan Farms in Missouri City, Texas. Sydney, a Bay Roan quarter horse filly, 2023 grade. She's showing color potential of Bay Roan. She's halter broke from Crown H Ranch in Warland, Wyoming. Star, a red roan quarter horse filly, 2022, grade, halter broke, really gentle from Crown H Ranch. Swift, a black quarter horse filly, 2022, grade, halter broke, picks up feet, really calm from Crown H Ranch. And I got Harmony, a paint filly, one or two years old, grade, standing about 13 hands. She's been haltered before, but she's not halter broke. She's got really long legs. Uh, she'd make a nice project horse from Roberts Farms in Whitesboro, Texas. Bidding open at $100, and it's currently live. But all these horses will sell the morning of Wednesday, February 28th at 10 a.m. Central Time. You got a horse to sell? Regular online horse auctions, fourth Wednesday of every month on equinemarket.com. 
and auctiontime.com. Hey, hey, I'm Shay Warner, and I'm the host of Casual Cattle Conversations. Developing a reputation for selling calves that consistently perform year after year for the next segment of the beef industry takes generations of hard work and intentional action. Fred Otley and Rachel Oliver joined me for a conversation to discuss how the Otley family has built their reputation and finds ways to capitalize on and capture the value of their crossbred steers and heifers each year. Here's a snippet of what was shared. I think our marketing program starts with our health program. You know, we try to do a balanced, really intensive job of getting those calves ready in terms of health vaccinations. And that for the whoever ends up buying them, um, we sell most of ours on the superior video auction. So uh, that's sort of the starting point. But we feel that if we retain and work towards a good yield grade and growth, but we do emphasize trying to grade choice. No matter where the industry goes, you can always move in a little bit different direction, but I think that quality choice that our industry has made has been and is really benefiting us right now because consumer demand for America's beef has stayed high during these really economic trying times. Fred sure shares a lot of years of wisdom in one podcast episode. Be sure to listen to the full episode by searching for Casual Cattle Conversations in your favorite podcast player. Happy ranching, folks. I tip my hat to you from one legend to another. Before we say fare thee well, want to give a big old tip of the hat to all those that work at our local FSA offices. And in a way, this is kind of a reminder, the clock is a ticking to make check sure those you get deadlines. in there. Yeah, check yes. those deadlines. I know every place is a little bit different, but when we went in the other day with my dad, we were like three or four deep in line. Correct. No time so, for chit-chat. It was just move right through. It's all about business, right? But I had a hard time being quiet. I do appreciate those individuals keeping everything straight for all of us. So we're your signed up and ready for the season ahead. Now that's going to wrap it for today. A big thanks to our guests, Michaela Clauser, the Director of Producer Education for the NCBA, Shay Keister-Wanner with Casual Cattle Conversations, Kirk Donsbach, Stonex Financial Incorporated, Mark Vanzi with LivestockMarket.com, the boss lady, Rebecca Wanner, a.k.a. Beck, that's you. <laughs> a big thank you to our partners, RanchChannel.com, Stockman's Livestock Exchange, the American Galvey Association, Imogene Ingredients, Pharmatan, Westway Feed Products, Medora Boot and Western Wear, Allied Genetic Resources, Allied Feeding Partners, LivestockMarket.com, EquineMarket.com, AuctionTime.com, RFD-TV, Wrangler, and this fine radio station. And crew, so glad y'all came with us one more time as we ranch it up. Be sure to follow along on Facebook. Like us on there if you haven't, at Ranch It Up Show. Our email is ranchitupshow at gmail.com. And you can call and you can text us 24-7 at 707-RANCH20. That's 707-726-2420. Spread the good word and join us again next week where it's always Tigger and Beck approved. Stay ranchy and ranch it up. <laughs>